You are listening to the Anna Sabo Show, a podcast for Christian women, where we have conversations about God, gospel, and the matters of life. If you enjoy this episode, please write and post your podcast review today. And remember to share it on social media. Oh, by the way, the calm music I add to the end of each episode is for your thinking pleasure. Now, enjoy the show. Your life is full of the unknown, the unexpected, and the uncontrollable. You face some days when there is no answer, no light, and no way forward. Who can help you? Whom can you rely on? Who will listen and understand and actually care? Who will comfort you during difficult seasons of life? Your Heavenly Father, God, who cares about the matters of your life, big or small, He wants to know it all. He wants to be in a personal relationship with you. He wants you to talk to Him about everything. Psalm 55.22 says, Cast your cares on the Lord. He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaking. So, what does it mean for us as Christians to be shaking? And how does God help us? I personally experienced being shaking for good since I got married last year on May 14, 2016. And my Iron Man husband abandoned the marriage and filed for divorce four months later, saying all he wants out of his life is to be an Iron Man and compete in Kona. I was disoriented in my thought life, devastated from this experience, depressed and very confused. I shared my story with you in episode number one on this podcast, and you can also read about it um, in great detail on annazabo.com slash about. I know you experience feelings of hopelessness too, and sadness, depression, confusion. I know you also feel desperate at times. This episode is about those moments. What do you do? Who can hear you and heal your pain? God. Only God. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Cast your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. Let me tell you, I moved away from everything I knew in the city last year to be with Michael after our wedding. We lived in a country where I didn't know people, where I was abandoned by my husband, and I was completely alone. As Michael was absent, negligent toward me, and called his bicycle my other wife I cheat on you with, I casted all my anxieties on Michael. He spent all our money on his Ironman endeavors. He rejected me in every way possible, even sexually. And I was angry, resentful, bitter, and I raged at Michael. And you know what? It didn't help me, even a little bit. But it did hurt things and make things really worse between me and God. And so when I say worse, 
I mean, how I felt about myself showing up in the world as a daughter of God who was saying mean words to her husband. And also how that impacted my relationship with my Heavenly Father. So a few weeks after our wedding, I started a journal where I spoke to God openly, vulnerably, being upfront about my feelings and my needs, my fears and doubts, my joy and pleasure, which were not that many. The weekend of June 25, 2016, Michael and I spent some time together, and that was very unusual. If you don't remember from the first podcast episode here, I actually moved into an unfinished construction house and had two back injuries with no husband around and boxes everywhere. Michael mostly rejected me sexually, saying he wanted to save his energy for his Ironman training. So when very rare lovemaking experiences did occur, I talked to God even about those. Whatever you are going through right now, start wherever you are. Start calling him by his name. God, Father, Abba, Daddy. And just talk your heart out. Just tell him everything. I am about to share with you some of my most intimate thoughts and feelings and conversations with God. I'm about to read to you my exact journal excerpts. Why? Because I believe this will help you get started if you're really interested in how to talk to God, how to have real-life conversations with Him. Now, my journals are no longer private. All my journals, and I had many during this marriage, were subpoenaed by Michael's attorney, in our Forsyth County, Georgia, divorce jury trial and were used in our case. So they're really public. It was a really humiliating experience and of course my privacy was violated. <laughs> At least that's how I felt. Um, but you know what? All my journals are just that. They're conversations with God. That's all they are. And I will not share the names of any people um, whom I possibly talked about with God, so that when you hear me skipping through, you know that it's because the content of my journal may be about some people and I'm just kind of like looking for places where I'm talking to God about me and my life. So this podcast is recorded live. It is unedited. I told you that I record this podcast for you in my closet because I want you to have a very good listening experience. And I know that most people listen to podcasts on their earphones. So I'm sure you're probably listening now on your earphones. And I don't want you to hear my Kyler Spaniel Bruna running around or shaking. I don't want you to hear any kind of random noise. So I'm sitting here on the floor trying to be very quiet. <laughs> But this podcast I'm giving to you unedited. It's raw material. No pretense. As real as it gets with me. So if I start crying or can't speak from grief, just give me a moment here. So 
Here's the first example of how to talk to God if you want to start speaking to your Heavenly Father today. By the way, if you would like me to share my handwritten journal entries, the sexual conversations with God, simply go to anazebo.com conversations and ask me in the comment box there so I can scan my journals if you want to see them and I'll just post them there for you as a PDF file. Um, or you can actually ask me here, just check out the show notes wherever you're listening to this podcast. This podcast is now live on iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play on Stitcher also. So wherever you're listening, check out the notes. And if this, the platform that you're using allows for comments, you can also share comments with me there. Okay, so here you go. Here is my first share and hopefully you don't hear a lot of noise Monday June 27 2016 dear God thank you for fulfilling your promises answering my prayers and giving me a beautiful lovemaking experience with my husband God thank you for all Michael's touches pulling me close holding me kissing and massaging my face, petting my head, being happy and smiling and holding me after we made love. Lord, thank you for his companionship this weekend and all the hard work he did around the house. Thank you for our dinner, breakfast and lunch together and for all the precious attention Michael gifted me with. God, thank you for our marriage counselors. I thank you for their patience. Thanks, Lord, that I was able to see my character difficulties. And please help me work on those. Please restore my heart and soul. Teach me how to love my husband the way you want me to love him. Please protect him and lead our marriage to be what you designed it to be. In Jesus' name, amen. You can cast your cares on God by talking to Him in writing or having a conversation with Him in your car or singing to Him about your feelings or using art. You can write poetry to God or about God. You can make declarations to Him. You can write Him an angry letter even. God created you. He can handle your emotions. He wants to be in a relationship with you that is personal, intimate, vulnerable. Relationships require spending time together. Find your own way to spend time with God and make it a habit. Put it on a calendar like a date. <laughs> you just have to be completely honest with God. Um, I am about to share with you another entry from my journal. So here's my honest note from Monday, August the 15th of 2016. And again, if you would like to see this handwritten journal entry, so just go to annazebo.com conversations and ask me there. Monday, August 15th, 2016. Got three months into my marriage and I absolutely hate it. And I hate Michael. He makes me feel so rejected, unwanted, unworthy of his genuine attention, 
and unloved. Even when I was alone, I was never lonely. Now I'm not alone, but I'm so lonely. He's cheating on me, spending 30 plus hours a week away from home outside of work and chores. We don't do life together. We don't watch movies together. We don't cook together. We don't work on our home together. Don't go to church. Don't hike. Don't serve at church. We don't pray. Don't read books. We don't even work out together. I've been in pain, dealing with multiple body injuries, but also so emotionally depressed. We are not one. We don't know each other's hearts. His dream Ironman is this week in Canada. I'm not going. I moved to the guest bedroom today. We fought all day via text and I just hate him. He asked me to move out. All I want is to be with him and he wants to be an Ironman. And that's pretty much all. I just told God that Michael asked me to move out and that I want to be with him. This was just a few weeks after our marriage. I cried. When Michael went to Canada to do just another Ironman, I went to the beach to clear my head. I drove from Georgia to Florida and I listened to marriage podcasts. And let me just put this journal away. While I was driving there, I felt that we just had everything against us. Our childhood traumas, neither of us had a real mother or father. We were previously already divorced. I just felt hopeless and I cried the entire time, recording my conversations with God on an iPhone voice recorder just to process my pain and to regain my clarity. There on the beach, I journaled and journaled and journaled. I experienced sorrow for my marriage, compassion for Michael, striving to prove his identity as an Iron Man, for all the pain we caused each other. And I felt so much love toward Michael and so much sadness for what I myself was enduring from him. I talked to God, sharing with him just how much I loved Michael. With love being a verb, I wanted to love him with my actions in a way that would mean something to him. I shared with God how I wanted to be a good wife, how I wanted to be kind toward this human being in my life who was hurting me because he himself was also hurt in the past by someone else. I wrote out the ways in which I recognized I hurt Michael, and I also how I was hurt by him in every way and how I felt about his cruel actions toward me every day at home. I only shared that with God. After we returned home, Michael was nice for a couple of days, which really melted my heart. And I started a new journal called the Happiness Journal. By the way, all these journals are just things I picked up at 
TG Maxx or Ross Dress for Less. So they're called that because that's what was written on top of the journal. <laughs> but I chose the happiness journal because I wanted to start a new chapter in my life and in my marriage and in my relationship with Michael. I wanted to be happy and content and joyful, but there wasn't a husband to have a marriage with. On August 24, 2016, I talked to God with specific requests. So let me share with you from the Happiness Journal. August 24. God, today Michael sent me a text. I knew to thank you for all your hard work around the house. We could not have done it without you. Prior to that, he wrote me love letters and sweet messages saying, I am his priority and he wants to work on our marriage so that we can get along well every day. God, you gave me that vacation as a gift and his Iron Man too. He came back a different man, said he missed me and our home, said he wants to be sensitive to me and what matters to me. It's been so great since he returned. I'm so grateful. Lord, you said in Romans 12, 9, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Lord, I pray that you teach me how to sincerely love my husband with all my heart in a way that can be meaningful to him. Lord, teach me how to flee fr from what is evil disrespect toward my husband, frustration because of misunderstandings between us, anger, rage, contempt, and condemnation. Instead, show me how to be devoted to Michael, respect him unconditionally, be patient without building resentment, and be supportive and encourage him. In Jesus' name, amen. On August 28, 2016, I discovered that our mortgage was three months unpaid, an electric bill and life insurance all unpaid, while the paychecks I was depositing into our joint checking account were also gone, spent on bicycle repairs and Ironman activities. I asked Michael to talk about money. He got very resentful and pretty much stopped even talking to me or acknowledging my human presence in his life or our home after that day. One thing I want you to know as you get started on your own conversations with God, you will not be consistent. God is not looking for your consistency. What he wants is your honesty, your vulnerability, your openness, your humility. And you may ask, well, doesn't he already know my heart and all those events in my life? Yes, but he wants you to ask for help, to talk to him, to reach out and acknowledge how much you need him. Asking for help is hard. It requires vulnerability and a close look at ourselves. It requires us to say, God, I need you. Help me. 
Philippians 4, 6, 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. And that's why you would want to share with God by talking to Him, to ask for help, and to be comforted with peace. James 1.5 says, But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously. So asking God for help brings us wisdom. And you might be listening to this episode thinking to yourself, Girl, what are you talking about? God didn't save your marriage. How was this even helpful? You're right. Michael and I had a divorce jury trial a few weeks ago, and we are now divorced. But this entire journey was for me to gain that wisdom we just mentioned and peace. I needed to learn to be wise in whom I'm casting my anxieties to. And I needed to learn how to love Michael unconditionally. I didn't need to cuss at him. I needed to be on my knees praying to God. But I was so confused and so devastated. I didn't talk to God at first. I didn't seek wisdom from him. I was angry from all the rejection and cruelty at home. I was just angry and unwise. I needed to learn God's wisdom. And that is the gift that came from this journey. That's why now I'm investing time, energy, effort, and money into producing this podcast for you to share with you what I learned. I want you to talk to God about your life and be honest and ask him for help. God is there for you. So here is what I said in my journal after the troublesome money talk in August last year. And I'm reading to you from that happiness journal <laughs> that turned into being not so happy. August 28, 2016. <sighs> Lord, you said it is not good for man to be alone, but Whoever marries will have troubles. Why so, God? I'm so confused. My husband is so disconnected, detached, defensive, and disregarding of me. Why did you bring us together? Why so much suffering? God, please reveal your will to me. Please teach me how to follow your plan and how to be obedient no matter the circumstances. Please bring me and my husband close together and please teach us how to do life together. I am devastated in this troubled marriage and I need you to show up now in the name of Jesus. Amen. A month after that, when Michael went to just another Ironman competition in Chattanooga, Tennessee, a process server served me with divorce summons at the Christian Conference Harvest I was attending with my friends. You read that story on my website. I was so depressed. 
that month, I started biblical counseling. And I talked to God every single day. I was mostly on my knees, weeping, just asking Him for discernment. But before I move on, I want to share with you one of the conversations with God about my feelings toward Him. That's right, God Himself. You see, on September 4th, 2016, Michael just took off and went to the mountains with his friends, informing me about his change of lifestyle. I was so hurt. I was treated by him as a worthless object, and I let him have it. I sent him a nasty text message series. And a few hours later, that same day, I contacted the mother of a pastor of a small church I found that I was attending periodically near our marital residence in Cumming, Georgia. And here we were at Panera Bread, where I was sharing everything with her and how much I hated being like that and saying all those mean things to Michael and just whom I was becoming under so much stress, rejection, manipulation, devastation, and financial pressure. Here is what I told God in my conversation with him after that meeting. September 5th, 2016, Monday, Labor Day. Dear God, my marriage became so miserable and I know I have been living in a guest bedroom for a while and all I want is to get out of this hustle environment and I do and undo the I do. But pastor's mom met with me late yesterday and encouraged me to stay and wait on you, God, to fix and heal my marriage. God, I'm not just angry and raging at Michael. I can't believe I said I hate you go to hell. I'm angry at you. Why did you bring this man into my life? But then, as I listen to my own thoughts, I can see that my confidence is, in fact, that you brought this man into my life, which it really is the fact. Then why am I not trusting you, I ask? God, you have never failed me. You've always promoted me throughout adversity, always. I know you're not about to start failing me. God, we are definitely in the middle of a spiritual warfare. I've been trying to do devotionals every morning to arm myself with peace and every night I do them also so my heart and brain can rest. But the truth is, I haven't surrendered my emotions and marriage to you. God, you are a miracle worker and you love us and you brought us together. Lord, please teach me how to submit my marriage, emotions and circumstances to you completely. My emotions are real, but I can't follow them. I need to follow your word. I'm hurt. I'm confused. I'm frustrated. But God, I want to submit to you. Please read me of my anger and fill me up with the fruit of the Spirit so that I then can love my spouse out of your abundance. 
God, your ways are greater than my ways and I just don't understand, but I trust you. Today, I pray for patience that doesn't come from my own willpower, but from your Holy Spirit. I pray for reconciliation that is not founded on performance of my spouse or my performance, but rather on my commitment to you, God. I pray for healing that is not defined by whether or not my spouse asks me for forgiveness the right way, but rather healing by your power and forgiveness because you have forgiven me. I pray for peace no matter the circumstances. The kind of peace I had while I was unemployed, completely trusting you to turn everything around. And you did. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You can tell God how angry you are at Him. You are going through some serious trials in your life. You are hurt. You feel alone. He is still there waiting for you to run into His loving arms and cry out for His help. God loves you wherever you are. Even in your anger, bitterness, resentment, devastation, depression, or divorce. Speaking of which, Michael asked me to reconcile in November of 2016 and I did say yes. A few weeks later he filed for second divorce. On the other side of it all, I can tell you with confidence, if I did not talk to God every single day, I do not know what kind of toll my mental health would suffer from all Michael's actions and just this overall devastating experience. This podcast episode has been very long. <laughs> when I thought about sharing all this with you, I had some serious doubts. It's so personal to me. But then I realized all of this was already shared with so many people after Michael Saturni subpoenaed my journals. I'm okay sharing this with you. I believe this can help you. You're not alone going through your trials. God is there with you and for you, carrying you through. And you might fight hard for something you believe you should have, but God's plan might be different, yet He still cares. And He is weeping with you and for you. He might not be changing your circumstances to change you in those circumstances. That was my case. I believed so much in my marriage as a covenant that during these divorces with Michael, when my attorney went on a long vacation, I started a new journal called A Case for Marriage, where I presented my own case and evidence from the Bible to God himself, asking him to save our marriage. <sighs> At the time, I had already moved out. I casted my cares on God every day. I went through divorce care program at the church across the street from my new home. I didn't see Michael or talk to him for many months, but I continued to love him with all my heart. And as our divorce trial was approaching, so was Michael's birthday. 
one of my Christian friends said to me, maybe the reason why God brought you together is so that you can be a prayer warrior for Michael for the rest of your life. Maybe that's one final conversation with God I will share with you. It started one year after the first conversation I shared here today. Let me grab uh, that other journal. So I am now reading to you from the Case for Merit journal. Wednesday, June 28, 2017. My Heavenly Father, you ask me to cast my anxieties on you. Psalm 55:22, Isaiah 41:13, Matthew 6:25, Proverbs 16:3, 1 Peter 5:7. And I don't know whom else I could talk to, only you. I strongly believe that you need to save this marriage we're having with Michael, the three of us, you, me, and Michael. God, Michael's giving up on this marriage did not make me give up. It did not make you give up. I'm still wearing my rings. I am committed, even if I'm crazy. You see, since last May, for the last 13 months, I've endured cheating, abuse in all aspects of life. I haven't seen my husband for nearly four months, but I love him with all my heart. And I'm paying for these divorces, tens of thousands of dollars, only because I believe you can turn Michael's heart from the heart of stone into a heart of flesh. I believe you can. All things are possible through Christ. I believe in the following reasons why you should save this marriage. Number one, I love Michael with all my heart. God, you ask us to love one another, John 13, 34, 35. I didn't know how to love unconditionally because no one ever loved me unconditionally but you. So when you opened up my eyes to the things unseen and broke my heart for what breaks yours, I got on a journey. I bought love there and I did it twice on Michael. I took the love there test and I worked on me and my ability to love. I bought the kindness challenge and did 30 days of it. I've asked Michael for forgiveness. I confessed how I didn't know how to love. I've been working with a counselor since September 2016 to learn how to love Michael. When I think you gave me a husband to love, I wonder if you actually did, or is it just a spiritual warfare? And Satan deceived me into this marriage. In either case, we are married. If we weren't, I would run away for my life and hide from Michael because He's intentionally done some really evil things. He's been terrible. But we live in a sinful world, which is why you send your only son to save us. God, I want to love Michael. I feel that through my life adversity, you've equipped and qualified me to love Michael. 
I ask you to please save our marriage and allow me to love Michael unconditionally for eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. And then I went on and on every day, quoting scriptures back to God, asking him to save my marriage. I did it about 50 times. As I shared with you in the first episode here, God gave me a special ability as a gift during these divorces to write biblical poetry. So he gave me this poem for Michael's birthday. Uh, by the way, I can't post the poem in the show notes, but I will post a link to the Facebook post um, I made right before his birthday. Because, of course, I didn't share that poem with Michael himself since I never talked to him after I moved out. So, here is that poem. Dear God, my husband's birthday is today. I thank you for his life. I ask for gifts with no delay, specifically this five. Love that's eternal and unconditional. Joy from knowing your word of truth. Peace that's beyond understanding traditional. Patience that helps us with any distress or ruth. Kindness is next in line for asking. Kindness that he can receive and give. Giving kindness from gratitude and not tasking. Receiving kindness humbly and wanting a need to believe. Four other gifts I'm also requesting. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Thank you, God, for genuinely investing into my husband's birthday gifts and his soul. The second reason I gave to God to save this marriage was marriage with Michael is a covenant to me. God, you said in Ephesians 5.32 that a marriage relationship between a man and a woman is that of Christ and church. Michael and I haven't loved or honored each other, nor have we sacrificed ourselves as Christ loved the church. I agree, we have not. But all things are possible through Christ. I believe it. I believe it is possible for Michael and me to stay in a covenant marriage with you and each other and to give all glory and honor to you. I believe we deserve a chance simply because we are married already. Please preserve this covenant. In Jesus' name, amen. And the third reason I gave to God was that Michael and I were one flesh. Genesis 2.24 God, you said in Mark 10.8 that the two of us are now one flesh, a union. You said in 1 Corinthians 7.39 that I am bound to Michael for as long as he lives. God, I feel so much pain going through these divorces. I've cried my eyes out. I've given my pain to you. Now, all I'm asking is please.
please draw Michael close and redeem him. Please save him. We're one flesh. I've never stopped thinking about him for even one second. I've prayed about Michael daily on this devastating journey. I've turned down every man who tried to pursue me. I'm captivated still by my spouse. Please save our union. In Jesus' name, amen. As you have guessed already, God did not save my marriage. And here's how I ended my journal. Thursday, July 13th, 2017. Dear God, it is time for me to rest my case here. My attorney is back from a long vacation and we are going to court on July 21st and our jury trial starts on August 14th. So writing here would not be mentally healthy for me while having to go and publicly confront my husband's sin in court. God, I've done all I could. I have fought for Michael in constant prayer. I love him so much. Tomorrow is his 39th birthday. I wish things were different, but they are what he chose using his free will. And I ask that you allow me to accept what is. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. What God did give me, though, was peace, acceptance of what is. And that is why I'm continuing to talk to God every day. And that is why I encourage you to do so as well. Talk to God. Tell Him everything. I went to trial a few weeks ago, seeing Michael for the first time since March, praying to gain closure through that experience and trial and asking God to help me stay humble and kind, not defensive, not angry, not bitter, knowing that I will be examined and cross-examined, which I was. It was a very difficult experience. I spent hour after hour on the witness stand testifying about this marriage in front of 14 jurors, two attorneys, Michael, judge, our premarital counseling mentors, our marriage counselor, friends, and the general public attending the hearing, physically being there in the room. It was the most humiliating experience of my life, and I'm telling you this, and you know, if you read anazaibo.com slash about, you know that I was raped twice, publicly. This divorce trial, was even more humiliating than that. Especially talking about our wedding night and our first sex together. But God did carry me through. He gave me closure and peace. And when my time came to say what I wanted from this trial, I said I was already at peace. Only God, our sovereign King, our Heavenly Father, could have blessed me like this because this entire time leading to this trial, I had no peace. Now I want to hear from you. Tell me your story. 
nsaba.com/conversations. I'm excited to hear from you. And next time on this podcast, we'll be talking about how to feel your feelings and then forgiveness. Thank you for listening. God bless. Thank you.